Thank you for having us. I'm Orlando Draven from Sison Royce. Keep looking and keep listening to Brutally Delicious. Oh, nice. That's crazy nice. Yeah, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and it's 30 and raining. Or <laughs> 35 and raining. It sucks. Ah, but that's... Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but we're in the middle of a tour, and it's been a hell of a fucking tour. It's been Has awesome. it? It's been going well? Oh, yeah. Really good. People were great. I mean, the venues were great. You know, the, the lineup that we have of, of bands, they're awesome. They're really cool. They're all really, you know... It's working. There's a lot of friendships, a lot of uh, camaraderie going on, so it's it's really good. Are you still out with the Cottonmouth Kings too? No, they left uh, yesterday for okay. California. Oh, nice. So let's uh, let's start. I don't know how to pronounce that. Can you help me out? That's all good. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to pronounce it. You can say Sisenkroy, Sisenkroy, or Sisenkroy. Well, however you want to say. Okay. Well. For those not familiar with uh, with your band, can you give us the two sentence elevator pitch? Well, we can consider ourselves uh, a post industrial band, and it's kind of like a mixture between the Pitch Mode, the Cure, Ramshan, and Marilyn Manson. That that should be kind of like the thing that, with a little bit of pop rock here and there. So we're kind of like all over the place, but we're trying to do our own thing. That's kind of like the gist. Okay, the- well that's fair enough. And so your new album. Um, Sorry, I just lost my... Uh, Crux of Fiction. Yeah, your new EP, Crux of Fiction, is out. How do you feel about it, and what's been the response to it so far? I mean, so far it's been great. I mean, we've been having a lot of support from our label, and then we charted on the metal radio. Yeah, I saw so that. You we... number top 50, right? Yeah, we were in the top 50. We were at 34 for a while. We were then 36, 37, so it was actually really good. I mean, we're really happy about it. Yeah, that's uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's nice always just to have, you know, the the public and the audience just being receptive to what you do. And so it's been an amazing experience. That's awesome. So I know I've watched Control and Ice Queen. I believe that's the other one I've watched. Yes. Both of them I absolutely love. Um, what's been the response to those? They've been pretty good so far? Really good. I mean, every time that, that we've played uh, Ice Queen live, it's been it's been a, a banger, even though it's a, it's a slow song. It's kind of like a love song or like a heartbreaking kind of song. But I mean, the people are really responding to that and they're really vibing with the entire, you know, concept and uh, and uh, and the theme or the, or the tone of the song. And it, that's kind of like the highlights of the shows. So. Yeah, we're really happy about it. Like I said, I mean, it's been doing good in radio. It's been doing it's been doing good life. So it's it's something that we really, really, really appreciate. Cool. So you mentioned themes. Can you hear me? Because I can't hear myself. In the yeah, room. no, yeah, I can, I can hear you. So you mentioned themes. Is there a theme or something you want your fans to take away from after listening to uh, actually any of your music, but more specifically, Crux of Fiction? Well, I mean, I believe that the album it's kind of nihilistic but that's probably from my perspective because i mean that's that's the way that i felt it was winning or like the the mindset that that i that i was when when we did it but and yeah it's still some hope on it but not that much so that kind of that that's kind of like the tone of the album 
But I mean, I believe that everybody that's gonna take a listen to any of the songs, they're gonna take their own interpretation. It's gonna be, or it's gonna mean something different to them. Right. So it's always I just leave it to the to the audience just to decide how to feel about it. Because I mean, in the end, is you just put it out in the world, and then whatever works works. So I'm listening to some of these songs, especially like Control, and there's very intimate, personal, emotional stuff going on. Do you ever feel like you put too much of yourself into it or there's you're too vulnerable? Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the way that you usually want to write, because, I mean, you don't want to write something that is or that could be taken as phony because you want to write from what you feel, what, what you see around you. And that's the way that we kind of operate. I mean, we, depending on the mindset and the and the and the, the state of the I don't know of every single individual that were in the band, I mean, we do. Hey, it's the way that we write. And actually, what check this out? Because what is this? Hello, hi, howdy. How's it going? How, good. How are you, my friend? I'm good, brother. Having a blast, right? Yeah. Best time ever. That's great. And you've got tank tops on and the weather's nice with palm trees. I love that. It's all tropical. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the way. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way that, that we try to write the, the, the stuff that we write. And it's been great. I mean, so far, so good. Like I said, we're really happy with the results. Do you feel a sense of uh, responsibility with your platform, like on the message you're coming across with, or that's not even a... Yeah, well, not really, because honestly, nobody should take any any rock star or any you know rocker seriously. Because I mean, we're just here to entertain. Right. That's what we do. We're not we're not activists. We're not politicians. We shouldn't be taking that responsibility upon ourselves because it's just too much. I mean, what I think is that we tried our best just to pour our feelings out into songs, and then you know, give it out to the world. That's the way to do it. I mean, it's, it's the only way that we can, you know, actually express ourselves. Right. But it's not really like you want to, even if you, you can, you can relay a message, right? Because I mean, you always have something to say. That's why you're right. Right. But at the same time, you shouldn't have the responsibility of, you know, like leading a group of people just to do something or just to, to think this way or the other. Everyone should be free to think whatever they feel like they want to think. And to feel how they want to And I think that's the whole metal attitude, right? That is metal in a nutshell. You're think for yourself and do your own thing. Exactly. That's a, that's the spirit. I mean, you shouldn't have any boundaries in terms of you shouldn't have any rules or any guidance just to make you feel the way that you want to feel. I mean, you should be you. That's how it should be. What is up, Delicious Faithful? Is the world getting you down? Are you constantly bombarded by trash, hatred, and negativity? Well, there is a space for you to feel safe. Utterly Unscripted is a high-value, safe space podcast. It's the podcast where the point is, well, there is no point. Jesse Veritas has created a place where people feel happy and safe to come together and share their experiences with you. It's living up to all the hype and is now in the top 20% of podcasts globally. Check them out wherever you find awesome podcasts or see one of the links in the description below. That's right, the Utterly Unscripted Podcast. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. When you guys were writing this record, were you writing like in the traditional sense, like everybody in the same room bouncing ideas off each other? Or was it more like sending stuff back and forth via email or, you know, internet based? 
Yeah, usually what the, the way that I always write is just like that. I, I just have an idea. I record my idea. I kind of give uh, like a couple of days, three, four days, just a process just to see if it's really good, if it's really worth it. And then I'll bounce it to the guys and then we'll go to the rehearsal room and then we'll start working, you know, whatever extra arrangements or, or stuff or parts that we're going to add or take out. And that's usually how it goes. I Sometimes they, I send up. I don't know the tracks to Santi. Hey, watch. This is Santi, drummer. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Good to see you too, bro. I'm jealous you guys are in uh, beautiful weather. Hey, man. Yeah, take a look at this beach. That is amazing. Man, <laughs> life is fucking awesome, man. That's yeah, you have to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. <laughs> take yeah. care. So yeah, but that's 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 a, that's the entire uh, process. I mean, sometimes it can vary. It could be something that brings an idea, or it could be I don't know. At this time, we're playing with Alex now. He's our new bass player, and he has also lots of ideas, and he brings it to the table, and then we start working upon that. When we had uh, our previous guitar players, that's how we used to work. Also, we used to record something, he used to send me stuff, and then I would follow like I said arrange it here and there, and then we'll get it to the rehearsal space, and then we start working on it. Gotcha. When you're writing, are you writing songs, like, for how they're going to come across on stage or in front of a live audience, or are you writing songs for the song's sake and then adapting them to the stage? It's usually for the song's sake, and I even try not to change it or to adapt it too much to what we do like. It depends on how organically it comes across, because, I mean, we write, we just... We just put out whatever we have, like I said, depending on our feelings, depending on our mindset, our mind state, and then whatever happens, happens. I mean, we're not looking for something specifically whenever we write. We we're just letting, we we're just letting the ideas come through us and channel it to the world, and that's it. Because you shouldn't put any resistance or any, you know, kind of like a, a objection to what comes to your mind or it comes to your. And I guess that in the end makes it more organic, right? And more real. Exactly. That's that's the way to do it. I mean, or at least that's how I see it. Okay, that, ma that, that makes uh, great sense. Because I think fans or listeners can tell when it's contrived and it's forced as opposed to being, you know, like you said, super organic and from the heart. I mean, and I, I understand when people talk about formulas and stuff, but I don't think necessarily it has to be the, the, the thing that it's a formula. It's just like Whenever you have a way of writing, it might get perceived as a formula because it's a, let's say it's a comfort zone. So you, that's the way that you do. That's the way that you operate. That's the way that you work. That's the way that you create. So in in the in the uh, the, the albums that you write, it's always gonna come across. Okay, so what's a familiar place? So you go back and then try to trying to make it naturally. You go back to what you know. And that's when it's considered, oh, yeah, this is formula. No, it's not necessary. I mean, I, I understand. So, so along those same lines, then, do you find it difficult not writing the same song? Does that make sense? Like not writing? Yeah, no, because, I mean, you try, like I said, what you write is what you write. I mean, you try not to, because, again, if you're writing the same song, it's because you're pursuing to write somehow the same song. Like a formula. I mean, exactly, like a formula or like, a, like, a, like an objective, like a goal. In the way that we do it, I mean, 
it might happen. I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen or it's never happened that you write something that kind of sounds familiar to what you wrote before, but it's not necessarily the intention. I mean, it's something, like I said, you let it flow, then whatever happens, happens. And then if it comes across as being the same or very similar to another song that you that you wrote before, then you take the decision. You make the decision just to keep it or leave it. And that's how you should, you know, kind of see. And then if you want to change stuff up a little bit, because, I mean, it happens. I mean, naturally, you want to always kind of keep evolving. Then you integrate new stuff or you just, you know, let, let out stuff that you feel that it were necessary to begin with. So, so that, you mean- that should be the way. Okay. You mentioned the new bass player, and a lot of times when you add a different member or a new member to the band, they bring something different to the table. What do you think uh, the new bass player, and I don't, forgive me, I don't know his name, but what did he bring to the table? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's the beauty of music. Every time that you play with somebody, that person is always going to bring something different and something that is going to be always helpful and is going to be the complementary part that you might need that you didn't know that you needed before. So that's usually how it works. And that's how I try to make it. What's up? I thought that was like a, your brother or. No, this is an interview. <laughs> Come on, Chef. How you doing? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you as well. Here, we're, we're all hungry. We've been waiting all morning. To eat. It's nice to meet I don't you. blame you. Hey, nice meeting you. Hi, man. Hey, brother. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, adding a new musician and what did he bring to the table? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so when when you have somebody new, you always try to integrate what that person has to, you know, bring to the table or what they have, and that's actually the beauty of it because you can sometimes you don't even know that you needed that person or the input of that person, and then when it comes, depending on the chemistry, which usually should be there, then it becomes magic. And then it's a piece that you were missing that you didn't know that you were missing. And that's, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a beauty of it. Every person that, that comes across into your life, it, it brings you something that you might need at the moment or that you didn't know. And, and actually, you didn't know that you needed. And I guess and that's to a natural evolution as well, right? Uh, exactly. And then that person is going to bring or take stuff out, like I said before. And it's, it's, it's just, just let it go naturally. Right. Just let it flow. All right. So what do you guys have planned for the uh, for the rest of the year? I know you're on this tour. I don't know how long it, it goes until you finish, but what's after that? I mean, the, the main idea is just we're, we're going to finish next week. I think on Sunday is going to be our last day of this tour. And then we're already writing some material. We have some stuff. So wow. we might go to the studio again and record it, depending on also how it goes. We also want to keep touring. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, touring is awesome and it's always what we wanted to do. So depending on what happens uh, or, or how the new year comes, I mean, we'll see if we're going to keep touring or if we're going to go to the studio. Gotcha. We've also been talking about, you know, trying to record like, or actually shoot an, an actual video. But the thing that, the, the, with that is just, the person I want to work with hasn't been available for a while. So it's kind of been, you know, a bit tough just to make it work or to make it happen. So. That's the like out. What is up, Delicious Faithful? Bruce Moore here to tell you about the Retro Video Store Podcast. The Retro Video Store Podcast reviews the classic and not-so-classic movies of the VHS era. Hosts Eric and Neil 
that sometimes, David, try to capture the feeling of renting a movie off the shelves of a mom-and-pop video store or the thrill of catching a scary movie on cable late at night with your friends. I know I grew up on VHS tapes and the mom-and-pop stores, and I highly recommend the Retro Video Store podcast. You can catch the Retro Video Store podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and most major podcast providers. Tell them we sent you. What's it like out there post-pandemic being on the road? Is it different? It's actually, yeah, different because people are more excited to come to the shows and they're kind of like more into the music. Like I said in an interview before, they kind of noticed that that we didn't know what we have until we lose it. Right. And then the three years that that it's been kind of dry, there's no music, no live shows, no nothing. So people realized that they needed this. And actually, we as musicians, we needed this. And then the people that come to see us live and see every band live, they need the music. So, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been fucking incredible. I imagine the energy is off the chain. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. That's, that's, that's something else. It's just, just it's not the same as before. It, it, it changed a little bit. Um, it changed for the good. Right. So that's going to run me up on my questions before I, before I uh, let you go. I have a little game that we play that is really good for... Um, shorts and you know like teasers for the actual thing so i'm going to show you a picture here okay. and i need you to tell me what's going on in the picture and what's Let me get you yeah, yeah. see better there we go what's going okay. on in the picture and what's going to happen next all right okay i'm ready so if you're ready you should see that now so i have uh a person that's kind of thinking with a hot head. Okay. With fire in his head. Why does he have fire on his head? I don't know. It could be because uh, it could be two things. One, because he's stressed out and he has a lot of, you know, stuff going on. Or he's actually evolving and is getting into an enlightenment process. Oh, okay. So like a Buddha-ish kind of thing. Exactly. Like, like the, you know, whenever you got the, 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 the knowledge of languages or the knowledge of, you know, something else that it's coming up to you at that moment. Oh, that's deep. I've been doing this. This is my fourth interview today, and that's the deepest one yet. So that's great. What do you think is in his book? In his book, kind of like the, the guidance that he was kind of like trying to cling into just to get this process of evolution. Man, I like the way you think. That's a great explanation. What do you think happens next? I mean, it, it all depends on, on him. I mean, he could actually evolve completely and, you know, let the materials go away. Because, I mean, there's a lot of material stuff in his way. And then he can actually evolve. Or, like I said, it's always, it's always two ways. Or it could be terribly wrong. And then it could go into a regression. So it depends. It all depends on... And in, in what he's thinking and what he's going to do next. Perfect. So that brings me to the end of my questions. Did I miss anything you want to cover? I mean, so far, I think we covered everything. I mean, we're having a blast in this tour. I mean, we love touring with, with Crazy Town. They're great people, as you saw. We right. love touring with Cotton Mac Kings. They were fucking amazing, too. They were really good people. And the other bands were really good. The locals were awesome, too. So this, this bill has been really solid for us. And we've been, you know, having so much fun. Where can fans and, find you? Yeah, I mean, 
everywhere. You can Google our name or you can put it on, on Instagram. You can put it on YouTube, on Facebook, on pretty much every platform, even TikTok. And we have stuff going on there. And actually, have it. So if, if for any case you cannot pronounce it, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm still having trouble. I'm not going to butcher it, but there you go. <laughs> that's all good. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. There's no right way or wrong way to say the name. It's just, just the name. It's just the name of the band. So whatever it means to you and however you want to pronounce it, that's the right way. Perfect. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Enjoy the weather. You too, man. Thank you. Jealous as hell. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye. Be well. Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. <laughs>